0: I've never seen that in my life. Do it again. Do it again. Ho, 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 ho. Santa Claus is here. Huddle up. You got to build the
1: foundation, man. That's what we're doing here. What's going on, Raider Nation? Micah here once again for our weekly episode of the Behind the Eyepatch podcast. Always joined by my trusty sidekick, Tyler. Friar Tyler, how are you doing, man?
2: I'm happier than an elf at Christmas time right now. It's a good day to be alive, Micah.
1: <laughs> it is. And Merry Christmas to you, kind Merry sir. Merry Christmas to you as well, well kind thank sir. You. Thank you. You know what? And a happy I... New
2: Year as well.
1: Well, thank you so much. And I tell you what, I'm not one of those people that has New Year's resolutions. I don't know about you. Uh, no, I don't. Do and you that. know
2: why? Is because I never reach them. So why set? Why waste time setting a goal?
1: Well, and see, my thing is, is there's nothing that I need to improve on. So I like where I'm at, and I think <laughs> I'm pretty good. But you know what? That'll be for next week's podcast. We'll get into that. Um, <laughs> you know what? You know what? The Raiders lost to the Bengals. Um, yes, they did. Uh, yes, they did. It. Uh, you know, and you know why? Because we both picked them to win. That's that was that's our problem. why. Yeah. So. Yes. So the deal was there, and we should have seen it coming, man. It was a young quarterback, some a game the Raiders should have won. And it, it's been the same story all year, man. The games the Raiders should win, they're losing. And the, the same games,
2: story for 16 years, if <laughs> I might just interject there.
1: <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. But you know what, Tyler? I am currently enjoying some chocolate nog. for those. Of As you, am I. Yeah, for, for those of you who don't know. Courtesy of
2: Reed's Dairy. Well Shout out to done. Reed's Dairy, my hometown of Idaho Falls, Idaho. Chocolate nog. Boom!
1: That was a big old plug right there. I tell you what, uh, for those of you who don't know, it's it's chocolate milk and eggnog. And if you don't like eggnog, don't bother. But if you do right. like to sup on eggnog this time of the year, then you need to do yourself a favor and mix chocolate milk and eggnog. And it is rather delightful. I do have to say, Tyler, you got me turned on to this, and I'm I am I'm thinking about like storing eggnog away for the rest of the year, like freezing it, you know, so then I can enjoy this throughout the season. Cause man, that is, it is a delicious twist on eggnog and, and eggnog and rum is, is a terrible decision. I don't care who tells me what, but I tried that one time and, uh, that was an extreme disservice to eggnog. However, chocolate milk, you know, dairy on dairy crime. There is no crime there. That is a happy marriage. So, uh, oh gosh, anyway, Tyler, man, you got some shout outs for us this week.
2: Yes, I do. From the land of Twitterverse, we have uh, several new followers on our Twitter page. Uh, You can follow us um, at the handle uh, BehindEyePatch, at BehindEyePatch, no the in there, uh, because that was already taken, so that's why. Uh, We have uh, three new followers this week. Uh, One is Larry Marbley. I don't know if you remember him from your time on Twitter, Micah, or not, but... Uh, He's a a Raiders fan extraordinaire. Okay. Uh, We also had a follow from Top Sports Posts and a follow from Mr. John Kirk, who just so happens to be the father in law of one of the starting Oakland Raiders safeties, Eric Harris. And congratulations. Who had himself a game? Who had himself a game. uh, His first career in first career interception if i'm not mistaken so uh mr john kirk thank you very much for the follow and uh share this podcast with your son we would love that
1: (laughs) (laughs) that would be awesome i tell you what speaking of harris though man he what did what did pff grade him out at like 92.4 or something like that for the game oh i mean it was i I think he had i think he had the highest grade of all defenders uh for the raiders um, and he had that nice juggling interception, put himself in position to make a play there. Um, so that was nice to see, nice to see the Raiders secondary, you know, starting to slowly put some plays together, but just once again, down the stretch, this, there's just not enough talent and we, we've preached on this and we'll continue to preach on it until it changes, but there's just not enough talent on that defense to, to go four quarters. You know what I'm yeah. saying?
2: Yep. Eric Harris led the team with a 92.6 grade against the okay. Bengals, which ranks second among safeties in week 15. Wow. Had an interception, did not allow a reception in 14 coverage snaps. On Excellent. the season... Oh, shoot. Go back here. Hold on a second. Uh, on the season, as far as PFF grades go for defensive players through the season, Eric Harris, 74.8. Carl Joseph, 73.7, Maurice Hurst, 72.8, Jason Cabinda, 70.9, and Jonathan Hankins, 69.9 grades from them. Nice. So two people that weren't starting earlier in the year now lead the Raiders' defense in terms of PFF grades. What that means, I'm not real sure, but I know they're playing well. The yeah. back end of that defense has looked better, and we're not getting—it's not smelling like burnt toast every yeah. Sunday. Yeah, if you and know I, what I'm saying.
1: Oh, I know what you're saying there, and I tell you what—that's the one thing. At the very least, you know, it could be some cornerstones there for the Raiders to build on. Like I said, you know, obviously we're going to need to get into the free agency, get into the draft to to build this defense out. But you know, you might have some players in there that can at least bring some of these young guys along and can you know fill the gap a little bit better than, you know, the, I hate to say it, but the Reggie Nelsons, you know, those kinds of guys where it's just, it, there was, you know, they were supposed to step in and fill a gap. And instead it seemed like they just made the gap bigger. So, um, so that's nice to see. Nice to see some players. Unfortunately we saw, you know, Conley get hurt there. Uh, looks like he's probably doubtful for this week against the Broncos, which is sad. Uh, sorry to see that. That could, uh, our secondary could get lit up without him, you know, back there. So, Um, it's a bummer to see. And he's, I mean, we've seen him. There's, there is such a thing as Conley Island. You know, I saw that that circulating around and he had himself good three while he was, he was on his fourth game as far as, uh, with significant, you know, a significant role. Um, where he was he was carving out uh, carving out a significant role in the defense you know for the last four weeks should say about three and a half until that injury you know sidelined him but boy he was putting up some numbers man and it was he it has was really encouraging yeah, yeah so that's number something...
2: four in the nfl enforced in incompletion percentage in 2018 byron jones wow. Stephon gilmore casey hayward Gary and Conley, twenty three point five percent, number four.
1: Wow! Well, I see that's what we need. That's that's a that's a cornerstone heading into the off season, heading into Vegas. You know, I Think know we get traded in
2: the off season.
1: No, no, he's not going to get traded. <laughs> uh, just I love your, kidding. I love your just enthusiasm. <laughs> I know.
2: I'm just kidding, Raider Nation. No, Girl, I'm. I wouldn't suggest such a thing. Huh?
1: Oh gosh. But anyway, so, you know, I'm not going to roll on on the Raiders Bengals too much because you know what in the spirit of the Christmas season, man, we're not going to look behind us, man. It's we got Christmas coming up. We got a big Monday night game. Pretty sure it's the last the final home game for the Oakland Raiders in Oakland in the Coliseum. Um so we're going to get in on that before we uh before we talk too much about the Raiders Bengals here. So I feel like we've done that game justice. Carr continues to um look good and we have a caller actually here in just a bit tu- you know touch on that a little bit so uh but you know what i think we should do tyler i'm feeling let's throw down a mock draft really quickly what do you think i think we I'm should feeling just, it let's do a four round mock draft fanspeak.com that's where we do the mock drafts radio nation if you do not do them you need to go do it it's a fun thing to do it just you can kind of see what the big boards are looking like where these different you know so-called analysts have uh have players going and obviously that all kind of gets shot to heck come draft day because then all of a sudden you you know your quarterback is all quarterbacks do slides up to number one off the board and then you know the second overall pick trades away and then you know you know how you know how it goes tyler you know how it goes raider nation so let's jump on the clock here tyler let's throw down a quick four round mock draft you and i are the gms i guess you're your own gm of the raiders i'm my own gm and let's draft let's do this thing if I'm, i i want raider nation to know to get in the mind of micah and tyler and yep. understand where we're coming from in this deal so i'm
2: all about defense raider nation if you haven't figured that out by now you haven't listened enough
1: there you go there you go so you know what tyler first overall pick actually it's gonna be the second overall pick right now as it stands who are you taking as the raiders gm
2: uh in my mock draft i'll just give you a quick rundown uh greedy williams went first to the arizona cardinals uh, so i'm going with nick boza
1: nice yep you know what actually um in my mock draft uh, ed oliver went first overall so i took nick boza as well um, for our first pick in the 2019 nfl draft I'm seeing a lot of these players flying off the board here. This will be interesting. There's some, still some good names, looks like, should come up for Oakland. You know, it was a big loss. The Cowboys, boy, talk about the Cowboys got taken to the woodshed by the Colts. That was good for Oakland. They dropped a few spots for the Raiders on there for them to pick up a player. Now, here we go. I, I sit here at uh, pick number 25, and uh, I've got a few guys on here. I've got uh, notable uh, Noah, F- I think it's Font, I think is what we decided the name is. Noah, right. Noah offense Noah font tight end out of iowa i've got tyree jackson quarterback from buffalo safety deontay thompson from alabama and so you know what i i safety another big need and i think uh i think that's a big re- might have been a big reason why uh or at least another reason why mckenzie left because you know what somebody pointed out we took uh we took colton miller over uh the young safety who's tearing it up over there in uh in LA for the chargers. And that's looking pretty silly right now. So I'm going to take Deontay Thompson safety out of Alabama for my second pick in the first round, Tyler, who you got as the GM, who you taking?
2: Um, I have Byron Murphy, a quarter, a cornerback from Washington on the board. I've got Noah font as well. I also have a safety Jaquan Johnson from Miami sitting there. Um, And then I've got Dwayne Haskins, but I'm not looking quarterback. I'm probably looking, uh, and wouldn't you know it, Devin White, number 24 to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Once again, that happened to me last Ah. time in the draft as well. Not uh, not a happy day uh, for Tyler Larson because my player that I wanted (laughs) is gone. I am going to go with... um, I'm going to go with Johnson. The, uh, no, you know what? Yep, I'm going to go with Johnson. There you go. Jaquan Johnson from Miami.
1: I like it. I like it. And so for my last pick here, I've still got Noah Fant, Noah Font. I, you know, I'm going to start saying Font. Font sounds way better in my opinion. Yes, it does. I've got the it sounds more in there. refined. Yeah, I've got Julian Love, the cornerback from Notre Dame. Uh, but you know what? I'm going to throw a little bit of a curveball just because Parker has been struggling so much for the Oakland Raiders. Also Miller has been struggling as well. And the Raiders, that's going to be a position that either going to need to, we're going to need to address that in the off season, in the free agency or in the draft. And so I'm going to go pick up Greg Little, the offensive tackle from Mississippi State. I'm going to throw him on the, on the, on the offensive line, give a little depth there because the Raiders need to get that figured out because Carr, Well, we'll get to those numbers later. But anyway, for my – Tyler, who do you got first round as the Raiders GM? Who have you picked thus far?
2: I have Nick Boza and I have Jaquan Johnson. Um, I – we could use some – I don't – I just – I don't want to use go offensive line. Um, I am going to go with uh, address – a wide receiver and I am going there to go with uh, you know no I changed my mind I'm gonna go Byron Murphy cornerback out of Washington
1: there you go I like it I like it so first round I've taken Nick Bosa edge rusher Ohio State safety Deontay Thompson from Alabama and offensive tackle Greg Little from Mississippi those are my first three picks in the first round, all players that can step in and make an impact for the Oakland Raiders, or should, I should say. Um, all right. Are you ready to move on to the second round, Tyler?
2: I am now.
1: <laughs> now? Okay. So who do you got second round with the 34th overall pick? Who are you going to take?
2: I still have Noah Font sitting there. Wow. That's very tempting.
1: That is, that um,
2: is. Also, edge rusher Zach Allen from Boston College. Mac yeah, Wilson, there too. edge rusher from Alabama. Um, I've also got DK Metcalf there, uh, the wide receiver from Mississippi. Um, you know what? I have heard that thus far the Raiders have not reached out to – the uh the agent for jared cook who got absolutely snubbed as a pro bowl selection Uh, him and rodney rodney hudson uh that's a travesty at nfl don't at me uh i'm gonna go number this is the second pick in the second round and i have noah font sitting there i watched some tape on noah font he's not a great blocker but neither is really is jared cook so i'm gonna go noah font there you the go. tight end out of iowa
1: that's good value i feel like there in the second if he's still there in the second round uh, because like you said cook i'd love to see the raiders you know sign cook two or three more years but you never know i mean that who knows with this organization so that's good value i feel like in the second round grabbing the tight end Here's my conundrum. I've still got A.J. Brown, the wide receiver. I also have Zach Allen, the edge rusher. And I also have the Marquise Brown, the wide receiver, out of Oklahoma. I call it a reach, but I'm going to pick up the speedster Marquise Brown from Oklahoma. I'm going to add that weapon for Derek Carr. And uh, uh, I, I like this pick. I just think this is one of those guys that uh, could be a real difference ba- maker. So I'm going to pick uh, Marquise Brown, Oklahoma, I like wide receiver. I like too. Alright, so as we move on through the second round, uh, where we're drafting. I see AJ Brown go off the board. Will Greer goes off the board to the Bengals, allegedly. I think Greer goes a little higher than that. <laughs> I think Greer's gonna be uh, gonna be like a mid second round, mid or mid first round, I should say, type of player, just because the 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 quarterback class is just not deep. Just not deep at all. So Alright, moving on to the third round there. Tyler. Here we go third round with the 66th overall pick who you taking
2: um at this juncture i have taken three defensive players and one tight end i think what i am going to do i've got This is tough because I've got Taylor Rapp, who we talked about last week, the safety out of Washington, sitting there. Mm -hmm. I've got Damian Harris, the running back out of Alabama, sitting there. Same here. I have Bryce Love sitting there. I also have um, JJR Sega whiteside out of Stanford sitting Mm -hmm. there. I also have Dakota Allen, who we kind of touched on last week, the uh, linebacker out of Texas Tech. Yes. That is sitting there. I also have Riley Ridley, that is kind of sitting down there, and little Jordan Humphrey, who you took last week. Yes, uh, so I did. I like sitting that there as well. So here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go Damian Harris, the running back out of Alabama, because I think we have kind of our Charlie Garner-esque running back in Jalen Richard, if yep. he would quit fumbling the football. Oh my
1: gosh! Yeah.
2: And I think we, I don't know, I don't, if we don't play in Oakland, I don't think Marshawn Lynch is coming back. I think he wants to play for his hometown. Yep. And if we're not there, I don't think he really wants to, I don't think he comes back. Uh So I'm going to draft Damian Harris, the big thumper out of Alabama with my first pick in the third round.
1: I like it. I like it. You know, I've got those guys here as well. Um, This is tough because... Um, oh, man, this is really tough because I was going to pick Damian Harris as well, but there's another running back that I'm going to go for in the fourth round. And I like this guy, and it might be a little reach in the fourth round, but you know what? That's why we're doing it here, and I'm not the uh, the uh, GM of the Oakland Raiders. So, you know, I'm going to load up on wide receiver talent for, for Derek Carr because the key to the Oakland Raiders' success is to the Carr. Man, we got to have the keys to the Carr, and it's, everything runs through through Derek Carr on this offense so, I'm going to go ahead and go. Um, I think I'm going to go grab the J.J. White side, Stanford, wide receiver. I'm going to pick him up. Uh, is that – I believe that's. No, that's not back to back. No, that is back to back receivers for me. Um, I'm going to pair him up with Marquise Brown. Because, uh, as we know, uh, probably uh, uh, who, the White Tigers probably done for the Raiders. Also, dude, yes. I don't know. I don't know. Jordy Nelson, what was his contract? I don't see. I could we see have Jordy. him
2: on the books one more year.
1: I could see him retiring, man. Honestly, I could, uh, uh, because right now the Raiders in rebuild mode and I think, uh, Jordy thought he might be able to come in and maybe sneak in for a year or two with a really good team. Uh, kind of like a Marshawn Lynch thought probably thought. So, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he says, you know what guys, you know, um, you know, I'm done with football. I'm, I'm going to end the career here. So we'll see. We'll see. But, uh, the Raiders are going to need some wide receiver help for sure. Uh, and again, depends on what they do in the free agency, but Anywho, on to round four, Tyler. Who you taking in the fourth round with the 104th overall pick?
2: Mine's loading.
1: Oh, can uh, I pick mine? I'm going to pick mine then. And this is okay. a guy I, I I have been touting highly. Um, and I've got to watch a few of his games. And, dude, I just I think this is a sneaky good pick. And I'm telling you right now, it's Daryl Henderson the I running back say, is it out Zero of memphis Henderson? it is dude i gotta take him this dude is a stud and i know i'm four rounds deep without a linebacker i understand that but let's just pretend micah has picked a linebacker or two in the free agency as well uh to help uh to help cover but uh, <laughs> there dude, you go I, i'm I, going to I, do I the same because
2: i know who i'm taking next
1: all right who you got
2: uh i've got an edge rusher do you want to guess who it is
1: uh, is it, no, it wouldn't be. Is it the out of, oh, wait, wait a second. Is it the big man out of, out of old dominion?
2: It is. O'Shea oh, Jimenez Jimenez. I like
1: it. I like it. Oh, I love that player as well. I think And he's I also have
2: Devin Bush, the linebacker sitting there, but I'm going to say that I went out and signed, uh, I don't know. Who should we sign as a, who's a, a line clay matthews we signed clay matthews because he's <laughs> an aging vet that is going to be a free agent this year we've done that two years in a row
3: there uh, you
2: go. so i'm gonna say we signed clay matthews for middle linebacker i'm gonna take <laughs> an edge rusher
1: <laughs> i like it i like it I, and I, that's another name raider nation to keep your eye on out of uh it's old dominion right if i'm not mistaken on that yes uh, you are correct small smaller school but the guy's putting up big numbers kind of like a khalil max situation a small school but dominating in the division he's in and so uh i think if that guy's sitting there honestly dave depending on who we pick up obviously in the first few rounds but if he's there by the fourth round i think you, you got to take him i that's a good value pick there that guy's got uh, by the fourth round too you're starting to you know, it's kind of a crapshoot, as we've talked about by the fourth round. And that's a guy I would definitely put some money on as developing and becoming a, a, one of those kinds of guys. I'm not saying a Khalil Mack, because that's going to be hard. To, that's, a, that's a tough act to follow. But I think he could definitely be a difference maker for the Raiders. So, with that being said, for four rounds as Mike, had, as the GM of the Oakland Raiders, you would have Nick Bosa, Deontay Thompson, Greg Little, Marquise Brown, JJ, Is it Arkiga?
2: our sega i think
1: our sega our sega white side and daryl henderson i would fill two wide receivers a running back offensive tackle a safety and an edge rusher for the raiders tyler gm of the raiders who do you have through four rounds
2: i have nick boza edge rusher uh jaquan johnson safety out of miami byron murphy a cornerback out of washington round two i picked up noah font Round three, I picked up running back Damian Harris. Round four, pick two, I took Edge, Rusher, O'Shane, Jimenez.
1: I like it. I like it. Well, dude, man, that draft's getting a little closer and a little closer. We've got two weeks left in the regular season. And it seems like after the regular season ends, the playoffs scream by. Next thing you know, we're through the Super Bowl. And then, I mean... You're two months away from the draft at that point. You know, you're you're end of April. I mean two and a half months from the draft. So it's 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 getting closer than we think. And you know what? One of the things we're gonna to try to do to Radio Nation here at Behind the Eye Patch is we're gonna get some we're gonna get a little video action out. Get some videos on some of our favorite players out on the Facebook, on the Twitter formats. As always, you can find us on Facebook on the just search the Facebook page behind the eye patch. Of course, Tyler mentioned it earlier on Twitter at behind the eye patch. And you can give us a call if you want to be on the show, like some of the callers here in just a few minutes. Give us a call. Leave us a voicemail. Try to keep it at around a minute if you can. Uh, but the number is 208-557-9771 if you want to get on the program. And we will definitely play your call. We will talk about it. We will analyze it. We will tell you if you're right. We'll tell you We'll tell you what to think. How about that? No, for we, sure. For sure. No, we love interacting with Raider Nation, so we definitely got to get in on this action with us because... I'm tired of having all the fun by myself, Tyler. And I mean, yeah, you're me having too. fun too. I but, have fun but, too. But we, this is a bright. This is
2: a bright spot of my week. Every week, I'm like, <laughs> "Hey, Micah." When are we going to uh, be? When are we podding, bro? When are we podding, man? When are we doing this? Oh my word! Uh, Oh, I don't know. I've got to wrap presents tonight, Tyler. Oh my gosh! I have to. Then I'm like like a sad whipped puppy. Like, oh. It was.
1: It was almost a. I know. Told me you were busy tomorrow anyway, so don't even come at me with that. I
2: had a. I had a work party last night. It was pretty good. Nice. Nice. Ate some food. Got sick afterwards, but you know. Oh, did you get like food
1: poisoning? I don't know.
2: Both my wife and I uh, had a bout of the uh, indigestion. Yeah, indigestion, sure. Uh. That's a good way to put it.
1: Yikes! Yikes! Well, speaking of phone calls, man, I think we got a couple that we got to listen to. Uh, so let's get right to that, and uh, we'll talk about them afterwards. What say you, Tyler? Sounds good to me.
2: Sorry, I got, I got a got yawn. You.
1: Caught you me, right in the middle of a yawn. Caught me in the middle of a
2: yawn. Oh, my word. So, all right, let's
1: get right to it, Radio Nation. We will be right
2: back. All right, back. We'll, be, we'll be right back right after this.
3: Tyler and Micah just got done listening to your podcast. I've listened to it twice today. I've been really trying to think of my top three Christmas songs that I don't like. And I have to say, Baby It's Cold Outside, I don't like that one because... I don't like how he's trying to seduce the lady to stay with him, and it's just creepy. Um, I don't like Dominic the donkey. I apologize, Tyler. I know that's your favorite. However, I just hate it because it gets stuck in my head. And number one least favorite is Do They Know It's Christmas? I I just really don't like it. Um, I will say that I did call in, and you didn't play my last all because it's possible that it was too extreme for the podcast but I did tell you that I strongly dislike the National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation I hate that song that movie with more passion than I can even express so keep doing what you do I love listening to the podcast and I'm sorry that the Raiders are moving to Vegas. I'm not a fan of Vegas for many reasons, but it's going to be okay, Tyler. You just hang in there. All of you Raider fans, hang in there. And one of these days, we're going to get this ship right. Just win, baby. Bye.
0: Hey, Tyler and Micah. This is James Burton calling y'all up, Man, it's Tuesday. uh, Two days after the embarrassing loss to the Bengals this past Sunday. And and it was one of those games that I'm watching and I'm like, man, I've seen this play before. You know, the early East Coast game that it just looks like the team is flat and kinda didn't give me any hope that we would win that game, although they they weren't that far away from from winning until the old 77-yard kickoff return was allowed. I was really, really not feeling like I wanted to say much positive about the Raiders this week, so I was even thinking I'll just give Tyler and Mike a break. They didn't need to hear my voice every every week anyway. But I saw stats for Carr this year, and I just got to give that man props. I've heard him get hammered a lot in social media, a lot of criticism but somebody posted his stats today and they compared this year with the 2016 season when the Raiders were 11-3. and He has more completions and fewer attempts. He has a higher completion percentage and right about the same amount of yards. He has 19 TDs, which at this time, 2016, he had 25. And he does have eight interceptions versus six in 2016. But the big stat to me that I have to point out that shows Carr's toughness and the fact that, you know, he's, he's definitely a franchise quarterback in, in my opinion is the fact that he, he was sacked 15 times all year 2016 and he's already been sacked this year 47 times. If you throw in the fact that he started the year with Cooper, Bryant, and Nelson as the starting wide receivers, and now he's down to Aitman, Nelson, and Nelson's been hurt a lot. And then you got Seth now pretty much starting, and pretty much his go-to receiver is, is tight end. You know, you think about that, and he's still putting up the numbers that he is putting up with no, no protection. Man, you got to give the guy credit. So, I don't know, I, I decided to give you all a call and just say, hey, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm pulling for car. I'm, I say Carr is a is quarterback. Give him at least another year if he falls on his face next year, whole different ball game, but give him another year in the same system. He seems to me like he's getting better, more comfortable. I really think that, that to, to, to change quarterbacks would be a huge mistake for the Raiders.
1: All right, Erica and Burton, thank you so much both for calling in. Um, Dude, I think it's – so Erica does not like the move to Vegas. And that's interesting because uh, uh, that seems really split down the middle, I feel like. It's a real 50-50. Obviously, if you live in Oakland, you know that's where you're going to find the rabid fan base. Yeah, they're angry. Yeah, yeah. Like a (laughs) rabid beaver. Exactly, exactly. I don't know if I would have picked that animal, but that works, man. I like it. I like it. But – um, and then her her the movie what was the movie she didn't like
2: National Lampoon's Christmas it's, I've never uh, seen that I don't really know that I've ever sat down and watched it I know that for most people it's like a Christmas tradition and I'm probably spitting on their ancestors' graves by saying that but I I have not <laughs> I have not uh, partaken of that movie very often if at all it's got Chevy Chase in it um, and I don't know I. I can't say that I blame her.
1: Yeah, well, you know what? Thank you, Erica, because I've seen it on TV. I've never watched it, and you've saved me probably a good hour and a half, hour and forty-five minutes of of sitting down and watching it. I'm going to take your word for it and uh, and go ahead and skip over that one. Uh, and then you know, I thought though Burton uh, had a couple of good uh, good comments with the with the toughness of car. He which did, has been didn't something. He? It's it's been one of those things uh, uh, that is amazing, dude. 15 sacks compared to 47 and we're not even done yet dude we're getting ready to play chubb and vaughn miller are 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 coming to town my goodness i mean uh, this is this is very easily probably going to end up around 52 53 sacks at the end of the season almost quadrupling the number of hits that he's normally taken and again, good point. No wide receivers. We were talking about this a little earlier. I mean, he's got nobody. He's throwing Seth Roberts. There's a reason Seth Roberts was third on the depth chart. You know, now Seth Roberts is number one. I mean, you could argue Cook, but Cook's a tight end. But they're lining a Cook up wide. You know, they're 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 getting him into position to try to make plays. And really, Carr is just trying to make bricks without straw, man. I mean, it it is pretty impressive what he's done. And and this and the interceptions eight you know and a lot of that came early in the season when you could tell he was it seemed like he was still settling into, into the system um and I know it seems like we say this every year but I truly do think there are some good things ahead as far as get this guy some receivers get this guy some some playmakers you know get him some splash right, now playmakers get, it,
2: get him some an offensive line to give yes. him some time goodness gracious.
1: And I feel pretty confident that the interior of that line is going to be able to stick together, at least for a couple more seasons. Um, obviously Miller is, you know, he, he's not, he's one of those guys that he's had his moments, man, but we've got to remember Miller has been struggling through injury as well. So, um, there've been moments where you're thinking, wow, that was a, you know, that was a, a real heady play by Miller. And then there are times where you're just going, he looks like a rookie. You know, that's all yeah. it is. And Miller... we've
2: been, you've been saying that the whole time, too, is that he does look like a rookie. Yeah. And, and, you know, in a society today of instant gratification, of yep. everybody wants like a Hall of Famer in their first year, that doesn't always yep. happen. We've got, you know, I'm not ready, definitely not ready to give up on him or Parker. Uh, at this juncture, I yep. think an off-season would do well. I think a, a decent offensive line coach would do wonders as well. You uh-huh. look at uh, the line from the Seahawks that has been so horrid, supposedly, for the past few years in the NFL. Well, Cable's gone, and guess what? That same core of guys, they're looking pretty good. So that's yeah. uh, an indication to me that Fire Cable is a should be running rampant. Not that we have any say in that, but... Uh,
1: no, I think it's something though that like you point out. That's overlooked. And and you know, like you said, look at I mean that the Seahawks t- offensive line was just atrocious, man, for like 3 4 years running. Well, Cable was over there running it. And that was one of the the one of the moves that I really had me scratching my head when we brought him back for the offensive line cuz I was like, look at his body of work in Seattle. It's not good. And and I I, I think it's underrated. Uh, the effect that Cable is having on this offensive line. But yeah, to your point, we need to, Carr, as we've seen, uh, Carr is not Aaron Rodgers. Carr is not, you know, Russell Wilson. One of these guys, it almost seems like he's better when he's on the move. No, Carr needs time. Though I do have to say, Carr has looked a lot better. I feel like he's had, he's been forced to get used to the pressure. He's had it pretty cushy ever since he entered the NFL. It seems like, you know he's he's had a pretty massive offensive line in front of him that's like you know 15 sacks total in a season. He's been able to enjoy that luxury. So coming into this year, having having you know a less than average offensive line, um, that's that's been one of the things that I think affected his game early, but has forced him into having to get comfortable with that kind of pressure. And so we've seen him adjust a bit to that and be able to make some plays. But Carr is going to be a lot better if we can afford him a little bit more protection like we did in 2016. Heck, even like last year. I I, I don't know what the numbers are, but I'm pretty sure they weren't as bad last year as they were no. sitting right now.
2: And Miller, just to go back to that on Sunday, he allowed two sacks and eight pressures. That brings his total of up to 14 sacks allowed on the season and 59 pressures allowed on the season, mm. which is not great. I think that ranks yeah. like close to dead last as far as tackles are concerned in the NFL. Um so, I mean, I don't know. You got to give him an off-season program, get some technique yep. going, uh but who's going to teach him technique? That's the problem. Is, you know, I it all comes down to coaching. If you don't have technique and you don't have somebody to teach you this the technique you need, you're you're dead in the water.
1: Yeah. Yep. And, and, uh, but again, like we've talked about, we do live in an age where the fan base, it is instant gratification. If if your quarterback isn't taking you to 10, 11, 12 wins in his first season, then, you know, 60, 70% of the fan base is, is, you know, hashtag fire hashtag, you know, cut, you know, kind of a deal. And it's just good teams aren't built that way. Good teams are built with depth. Good teams are built, you know, trust the process. Take a book, take a page out of Joel Embiid's book. I'm diving into the NBA a little bit, but you got to trust the process. This is going to be a process. And that's, that's what we've been preaching here at Behind the Eye patch from day one. Look, this isn't a team as much as I thought at the first part of the year that we would do a lot better than we did. Obviously, I did not expect three and... 11 right now but um this is this is a this is going to be a process and now that we've you know about two months ago we've decided okay this is a we're full-on rebuild then then you got to give it time you got to give it a couple of years and and we've got the we've got the money we've got the picks to be able to 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 potentially be able to do something with it now it's just all up to like you said tyler the coaching the personnel who who's What's going to be the brain behind this operation? And that's what we're going to find out in the next couple of years. Do we have the brain like we think we do in John Gruden and company to be able to put together a deep winning program? And we'll see. Time will tell. Uh, I have faith that that's going to happen. Um, But uh, you know what? I've been wrong before. Kind of like uh, when I said the Raiders would beat the Bengals. And uh, I've got to eat now this week. So thanks a lot, Tyler. You drunk me into that one.
2: Yeah, I'm sorry.
1: I blame you, I blame you so Lots I can say of that blame you going live about around 900 miles from me so <laughs> Anywho, anyhow so you know what in the spirit of the holiday season, I think spreading it's spreading
2: only- sure for all to hear
1: yes <laughs> you love that phrase you've you've said that about half a dozen times <laughs> yes I did <laughs> so Tyler, I'm gonna hit you with a question and this is for all of Raider Nation so if you're gonna call in this week you'd have to answer this question. I want two overrated and two underrated Christmas or holiday because you throw throw in Christmas and New Year's in there. Two overrated and two underrated desserts slash candy slash treats slash anything sugary sweet. Over and underrated. Tyler, I want first your two overrated sweet treats of the holiday season.
2: Go. I don't think a lot of people like this treat. And it kind of gets a bad rap, and much deserving most of the time. But number one uh, is fruitcake. Oh, fruitcake is most of the time disgusting. So (laughs) it's. uh, But you know, like maybe it's just a generational thing. But the older generations, they love their fruitcake. Like my my. Wife's grandma, she wants a fruitcake every year. And so she (laughs) gets a fruitcake every year. Um, And most of the time, she's always disappointed. Like, oh, I could make it better than that. So uh, fruitcake comes in, um, you know, and there's always that running joke of like, oh, what did you get for Christmas? A fruitcake. And then you gift it next year, and it's still just as fresh as it was the year before. Uh Um, So anyway, fruitcake. And then also... (laughs) Uh, we talked about this before the show candy canes candy canes are very ah. overrated especially for little kids because if you have little kids there's nothing worse than them ripping open their candy cane on Christmas morning getting that sucker all sticky
1: oh yeah man that's disgusting that's uh the that that's the worst too because it gets everywhere it gets everywhere
2: yep in their hair, in their pants, on the floor, <laughs> everywhere. And candy canes are just not that good. If uh, A lot of times you get them, they're mushy. And you know a mushy candy cane, ladies and gentlemen, is not a good candy cane. That's one that you throw away. So candy canes, overrated.
1: You know, that's interesting because I had candy, r- candy canes as well as overrated just because like... I like the idea of them. I like hanging them around, you know, like on a tree or whatever. But, but I don't actually sit and nosh on a candy cane. You know what I'm saying? Uh, kind of overrated. Uh, so uh, it's interesting we both came up with the same one. But you know what? My other one is, in you know, I might might take a beating for this one. But gingerbread cookies. I'm just maybe I haven't had the right gingerbread yep. cookie. But They're it's gross. just like it's like, uh, I would rather have. If we're talking about decorating cookies, I'd rather have a nice decorated sugar cookie than a gingerbread cookie. And that's just my opinion. But anyway, overrated for me are candy canes and gingerbread cookies. Underrated. Now, I'm going to start this one off, Tyler. Underrated for me, I'm going to start off um, with peanut butter blossom cookies. And those are the peanut butter cookies that, you know, you dip in, you cook them, or, you know, you bake them, you, you dip them into the, you have a little sugar topping, and then you stick that. Hershey's Kiss right in the middle. Oh, those are good. Those are really good because you get that chocolate and you get that peanut butter in there. Oh, man, are you kidding me? That's just that one two punch that you want. Have it wash it down with a nice glass of cold milk. Santa's happy for days on something like that. And that's very underrated. I don't see that pushed around a lot of the holiday season. And my other underrated. Now I know I just ragged on the candy cane, but he's he's going to be featured in one of my underrated, but it's because he's with the rest of the group. It's peppermint bark. I like me a good stick of peppermint bark. You know, they come in those like little tin boxes. You pop that sucker open. Usually they're like it's like an act of god to get that tin box open. Um, but once you finally do, you just have like this, this need big a chainsaw. Old, yeah, you you really do. you really, you know, maybe a welder's torch to get in. Um, <laughs> but once you get in there, you have like just layers and layers of beautiful peppermint bark. And that's where the candy cane comes in handy because you just, you just take it off and crunching off big old pieces of peppermint bark. Definitely underrated during the Christmas season. So those are my two peanut butter blossom cookies and peppermint bark for the underrated. Tyler, what do you got, man?
2: I have these old-fashioned bonbons that my grandma used to make.
1: (laughs) No kidding.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and I loved them, and they were like, I don't know. From what my memory, and this is, shoot, I'm 32 probably when I was like, yeah, probably like 26 (laughs) years ago, 27 years ago, maybe. Yeah, about... Yeah, about then. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stick with about 25, 24 years ago, and make that my final answer. Um, <laughs> from what I remember of them being, was like this, like smooth peanut buttery filling, with like sometimes there were like raisins, and I like raisins. I know a lot of people are not fan of raisins and baked goods. I'm a big fan of raisins and baked goods. Give me a cinnamon roll without raisins and i'm not a happy camper i like (laughs) the raisins in my cinnamon roll there you go but uh these were like dates that were chopped up and like candied nuts and stuff that were chopped up anyways kind of like this peanut butter filling dipped in chocolate they were really really good um but I i haven't had them in a long time uh second is maybe something that not everybody gets around the holidays and so that's why it's underrated to me is uh eggnog ice cream Wow! Um, eggnog ice cream is amazing uh you could put it in uh, a milkshake form you can put it in just in a on a nice waffle cone a nice warm waffle cone homemade from reed's wow. dairy reed's dairy you're getting another shout out from tyler larson free of charge this evening <laughs> um But I love Reed's Dairy eggnog ice cream. I wait every year for Christmas season to come around because it's the only time of year that I can get it. And when at the end of the season, I have been known to purchase large tubs of eggnog ice cream and hoard them in my freezer. No, kid. You're like a bear for
1: winter, man. You're just soaring up.
2: Well, when you only get it like for two months out of the year, that's...
1: You got to do what you got to do. You got to
2: do, it. yeah. It, it is what it is. And <laughs> at that point, when you have a craving for eggnog ice cream, you got to have some on backup. So I keep some on backup.
1: Dude, I like it. I never thought of eggnog ice cream, but that sounds delish, man. I, I might have to go explore that uh, culinary masterpiece. Oh well, so that was good. And Raider Nation, we want to hear from you again. If you call in this week, leave us—you know—shoot us a message on Twitter on the Facebook page. We want to know what your over and underrated uh, Christmas treats slash just holiday treats are for the year for for the for the holiday season. So we want to hear from you. So Tyler, getting back to this, let's jump in to this week's plethora of of uh afc west games including the raiders final home game in the coliseum before we get to that though we've got ravens versus chargers ravens are sitting at eight and six right now desperately need to win keep the playoff hopes alive keep them you know alive in the playoff hunt who do you got ravens or chargers
2: where do they play again
1: they're gonna play in uh in la i keep wanting to say oh, San in Diego.
2: LA. Well, it's not like playing in l a is a big home exactly. uh, advantage, unfortunately. <laughs> if you ever watch their games, it's like thirty people there. yeah, it's bad <laughs> so,
1: it's like a it's like a minor league baseball game or something like that.'s like, yes,
2: which is sad because really, the Chargers are very quietly putting together one of their best seasons they've had in a long, long time.
1: I believe they sit and, at eleven and three right now, so, yeah, yeah.
2: And uh, very quietly, so because you don't hear a whole lot about them. At least I don't. Even being a Raiders fan, I don't. I don't hear a whole lot about the Chargers. Um, I think they did leapfrog to number two in the power rankings this week. So um, well,
1: they leapfrog over Kansas City, and your your own your very own Micah called that win. I said the the Chargers. Yes, you uh, did. I said the Chargers would beat the Chiefs. They got it done with the two-point, gutsy two-point conversion. Um, So, yeah, the Chargers, yeah, to your point, they're they're putting together uh, quite a season over there.
2: Yes, they are. So I kind of feel like their season will continue to um, blossom and flourish. So I think I take them in a, uh, let's go like 27-21 game
1: there you go i like it yeah i'm gonna go chargers as well um i think it's gonna be like really close i think i think for whatever reason the chargers are almost kind of like the steelers it's like when they should blow a team out of the water they don't and i feel like the chargers at home against the ravens um uh should get it done pretty easily uh, especially with uh lamar jackson at quarterback while he's you know shown vast improvement and is is doing a heck of a job for the Ravens, and they've got a good young quarterback over there for a while, it seems like. Um, this just seems to me like a game that uh, the Chargers are going to like try to drop. You know what I'm saying? So, But I'm going to still give the Chargers because they are at home, and the Ravens are going to have to travel cross-country all the way out to the West Coast. I'm going to give Chargers. I'm going to go, like uh, I think I'm going to go 23-21 Chargers, get it done. Last second field goal, wins it for them.
2: Here's a scenario for you to just chew on okay. for just a second. Joe Flacco to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yep. I
1: love it. I'm telling you, man, it's gonna happen. I could see him going there. Uh dude you know where else I could see Joe Flacco ending up? I could see the Denver Broncos not being happy with Keenum. And I could see Flacco over there with uh with the uh with the Denver Broncos. Wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, but somebody, you know, and that's, again, that's going to be, be able to interesting to see. Cause if you guys, if you have guys like Herbert who doesn't come out, you know, in the draft, I could see Flacco also to the Giants, you know, making kind of a brief stop there for a couple years while the Giants get themselves a quarterback that they can develop for the future. Like you said, Jacksonville as well. So that's going to be interesting to watch, but I like that. I like that pick, um, Flacco, cause his, his days are numbered there, which man, it's the end of an era. I, Flacco and it, that's gonna be like when Ben big Ben retires man it's just like I'm in the face of that franchise you can always count on him and it's gonna be weird not seeing him in a Ravens uniform that's just me but uh dude here's a tricky one Chiefs versus the Seahawks in Seattle and and for whatever reason the Seahawks like to they they, they come up big they rise to the occasion we know it however I do believe they just got thumped by the uh yield Wait, no, did they, did they just yeah, get they beat by the 49ers? Wow, to 40... the 49ers. Wow, again. Wow, that's yes, insane. they did. I tell, you, I tell you what, right now, if, you, if I'm smart in the 49ers, I'm shopping that young quarterback. I'm telling like you right Mullins. now. Mullins. Mullins. Mullins is going to be a player. Mullins
2: gonna... to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah,
1: exactly. Mullins to Jacksonville. Mullins to the Giants. Mullins to the Broncos. Mullins to whoever, the Redskins, wherever else you want to put it. Because I tell you what, I think you could pick up uh, – maybe a late first round pick or something like that for that young man. I'm telling you right now, uh, you know, who's going to end up getting him the, the Patriots. Patriots. Exactly. <laughs> I just thought of that. The Patriots are going to go out. They're going to trade their first and second round pick for Bolins. Mullins is going to go to new England, be Tom Brady's successor after he retires this season uh, out of the blue. And he'll just pick up right where the Patriots left off and they'll be good for another decade. You know, that's, that'd be fitting wouldn't it yes
2: it would be it would be very fitting
1: oh my gosh (laughs) anyway anyway chiefs make me mad oh
2: yeah no i I would Very i I might
1: throw myself off a tall building yes Um,
2: hashtag brb dying
1: yes yes so chiefs seahawks who do you got tyler
2: now the chiefs on paper should win this game right i mean they should have i i don't know i it was a close game um Against the Chargers too, I, that one went down to the wire, like you said. A good game. Uh, shouldn't I, I? think the Chargers completed a comeback that had never been done in the history of the NFL. They were down 14 with five minutes left. I just don't trust that Chiefs defense yep. to, to to continue. And I don't. You no, know, I don't. Mahomes looks like the real deal. I know that the, at the beginning of the season, we thought he was a one-trick pony, but he looks like a pretty good quarterback for the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go with the Seahawks.
1: You know, I am too. Even though
2: I hate the Seahawks, uh, and I have some cousins who have called me a drug dealer because uh, I am a Raiders fan. Um <laughs> that are Seahawks fan that I don't get along well with. uh, I I just kind of feel like maybe the Seahawks get pissed off and and, uh, take out some anger on the Chiefs. It's either they take out some anger or they just come out and die. I'm going to choose they they take out some anger and I'm going to call for an upset against the Chiefs.
1: I'm going to call for the upset, too, and I just I like it because of the numbers. You know, Seattle came out and ate, laid an egg, you know, pun intended, um, against the 49ers. <laughs> and and I, I just feel like it's one of those games that's like, okay, you just lost the 49ers. There's no way you should be able to hang with the Chiefs, right? Wrong. They're in Seattle. I think they're going to get it done, and I think it's going to be a close game. It's going to be something like – it's going to be down the wire. It's going to be like a 27-24, something like that. But I think Russell Wilson against that defense is going to be able to do enough and I think that the Seahawks defense is going to be able to do just enough against um, against the Chiefs. That, like you said, I I think you're 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 spot on. Either the Seahawks are going to come out play tough and get a gritty win, or it's going to be you know thirty seven to to seventeen, and then the Chiefs just absolutely blow them out. Uh, but I'm going to go see, I'm going to go with the upset, and then that's furthermore going to have people questioning Andy Reid and the legitimacy. of of this Chiefs team going, ah, cold weather's coming on. It seems like that classic late-season meltdown from the Chiefs. What's going on? So keep an eye on that one. That's going to be really intriguing to watch. Tyler, here it is. We are at the final home game, Oakland Raiders, Denver Broncos. Looks like if if Conley can't go, that's a huge blow to this defense because uh, Keenum is suspect. In fact, the last time we played, Oakland should have had at least a couple of interceptions in that game that there were were drops. Um, obviously, that was back. When was that? Week 4, if I'm not mistaken? Week 3 or Week 4 against the Denver Broncos? I um, can't remember. I think 3 it, or 4. Yeah, it was 3 or 4. Early, early in the season. Christmas Eve, last game of the Coliseum. I tell you, that Coliseum is going to be rocking, man. I'll bet it's rocking unlike anything else. The Oakland, Ra- Oakland Raiders are going to have to come out. And, and do something that Oakland's not used to doing, is they're going to have to hit Denver in the mouth, and they're going to have to continue to hit Denver in the mouth. We've seen the Raiders come out on fire before, and then it's like, for whatever reason, they'll be up by 14 with the whole second half to play, and it's like they'll try to just sit on the lead. And I hate that kind of playing, but it seems like they love to do that. And I don't know why. I don't know if it's the play calling. I don't know if it's just the complacency, but it's, I, I just, this, this, it's like they're trying to r- run out the clock in the third quarter, it's like, guys, you have a 14 point lead. Like you start doing that when there's like eight minutes left in the game and you're up by fourteen. You don't do this when there are two quarters left to play. But the Raiders are gonna have to come out and ride that emotional wave of the final game in the Coliseum in front of the home crowd.
2: The millions. In
1: front of the millions, and they're gonna have to they're gonna have to come out on fire Start out on fire and they have to be on fire for four quarters because the Broncos got nothing to lose either, and and uh, especially if Conley's not there in the secondary, that could be really rough. Um, and I'm gonna go, but I, I still I, I think the Raiders are gonna get it done. I think Raiders four and twelve at the end of the season. That's how this season ends because Kansas City's gonna need all the wins they can get the following week. So I don't think they rest any starters. They're gonna come out with all with both barrels and Oakland has trouble. It seems like playing in arrowhead and that kind of cold. Um, so I'm going to go Raiders. I'm going to go 27. I'm going to go 27, 23 Oakland Raiders, get it done for their final game in the Coliseum and, uh, leave a little bit of a smile on the face of, of an otherwise, uh, disgruntled fan base there in Oakland.
2: Rabid beaver fan base. (laughs) Yes uh i've got to pick the raiders too number one they're playing against the broncos whom i hate number two it's probably from everything i'm seeing man it's the it's the last one there it's the last one in oakland the end of an era uh, end of a you know several eras like i remember starting watching the raiders uh, i remember when they moved back to oakland Uh, and I remember my mom brought me like a Los Angeles Raiders hat and I was like, oh yeah, that's cool. But then like the following year, I think it was 95, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, that they went back to the Bay area. And, you know, I remember when they went back and how excited everybody was and, Mm -hmm. you know, we're back to Oakland and, uh, yeah, it's sad. So I, I am, my hand is forced. To pick the Raiders, I like a score of like. I think they're gonna be riding high off of uh, the emotion of the crowd, similar to when SeaWood his last game at the Coliseum. Yep. That was that still gets me emotional. Uh, I'll cry watching that video clip when he when he retired. But uh, shout out to SeaWood. Uh, I'm gonna go like 31 to 24. That's, what I, that's where I'm going to go. Thirty-one twenty-four.
1: Go. I like it. I like it. And, you know, what, the one thing that we've seen that, I mean, the, the Denver Broncos, dude, got carved up by the Cleveland Browns. And I'm really hoping to see a little. Doug Martin's been on a roll the last few weeks. Really would love to see a big game out of him. And I'd like uh, to
2: see a big game out of Aitman. Like, m- yeah. maybe I'm asking for too much, but I'd like to see him hit, like, 80s in this game.
1: Yep. The thing that's going to be so difficult with this is our two rookie tackles against Chubb and, and, uh, um, oh, what's this bucket? Von Miller. Von Miller, and that, that yes. Could, and I'm afraid what's going to happen is to compensate. The Raiders are going to do some quick routes, some, you know, some of that dink and dunk type play because they're just not going to be able to give Carr the time, you know, to put a play together. And, and it, it could end up, it could end up being a very rough night or yes, rough Christmas could. Eve, or it could be very magical. Um, so, you know, I like it, we'll to just... go for
2: magical just for once in my life.
1: Yep. Yep. You know what? I I, I want to go a little, uh, a little kind of harken back to the Raiders versus chiefs, you know, three chances for the touchdown kind of a deal May, <laughs> hopefully not that close, but uh, yes. um, it, it's it, the, the Raiders are Facing many obstacles in this game, and I yeah. thought perhaps maybe with the Broncos being eliminated here the last week that they might just kind of crawl into a hole and die. But no, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna come out swinging, and uh, there are plenty of young players that the young, uh, you know, Sutton wide receiver, also that young running back that the Broncos have is also a stud. Um, and Lindsay? the Raiders are gonna. Yep, yeah, Lindsay. The, the Raiders are gonna have their hands full, yes. and that defense is still good it's may it may not be the it may not be, you know, it's former glory, but it's still like it's they've still got some big name players on there. So the Raiders and with with the depleted just lack of talent that Oakland has, it's going to be an uphill climb, but you know what? I'm a faith that Carr is going to get it done in in a big night under the lights and uh, uh with the with the millions watching on Christmas. The
2: millions. Day.
1: They're going to bring out a little uh little Oakland Coliseum magic and uh that, oh man i I'd, I'd i'd pay pretty big money to be there yes um, i would too for, for that for that kind of a game and to be, have that kind of memory for the for the final what what should be the final home game but uh uh we'll see we'll see it, it, so it where do you think they game. play next year uh i don't know man what, yeah i don't the, know either I, there are there have been so many places tossed around Car yep. wants him to go play in Fresno State. Yep. You know, I, I think that's awesome. Um, Fresno,
2: I've heard that, you know, I've heard uh, San Diego, but then I've heard they're off of, you know, that it's not going to happen. San Diego does not want them there. Yeah. Um, I've heard San Antonio. Uh, I've heard Wow. Uh, that they don't want to, but they may fix up um, – in Reno. What's that uh Oh. It's not UNLV, it's just Nevada. Okay. Is it University of Nevada, the Wolf yeah, Pack? Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that they may fix that up, but they don't want to put a whole ton of money into somewhere that they're only going to use for a year. Yeah. I've heard they may play in LA. Um Yeah, at that... one of those venues as well. So I don't I don't know, man. It's kind of a crapshoot at this point. So I guess we'll yeah. find out that we have to know by February yep. where the Raiders will be playing next year so and I know that the Raiders have pulled their offer of 7.5 was it million dollars to play in Oakland I think this year uh-huh. they're paying two and they had an offer into the city council for seven and a half million uh, they have removed that offer at this time uh-huh. as far as I know
1: well, there you go, and that that's going to be tough, especially for a team that's going to be developing next year. You know, with what should be three first-round picks, a load of new free agents. Um, you know, to be kind of uh, living a nomadic lifestyle could be a little bit tricky for putting a team together. But you know what? It seems you know it's working out there for the old Chargers. So uh, yeah, it uh, is. Maybe maybe you know. Maybe
2: we put- only need like twenty thousand people to show up to games instead
1: yes and then and then we'll be you know we too will be 11 and 3 this time next year <laughs> <laughs> you heard oh, it here
2: first ladies and that's gentlemen right
1: that's right so do you tyler before we wrap this thing up do you have anything else for the nation
2: uh yeah raider nation as far as twitter is concerned you need to freaking just chill out a little bit michael there was yes. an uproar this week where you would have thought that we traded Derek Carr for how much uproar there was uh, this week over the signing of a certain quarterback signed not to the active squad. No, 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 no. To the practice squad.
1: (laughs) I've never seen such uproar over a practice squad player. Neither have I. And you know what was the bad thing? You had people... You had analysts making a big deal out of it. We haven't even told
2: who it was yet. So uh, Nathan Peterman was signed to the practice squad.
1: <laughs> and you and know what?
2: the collective Twitter universe lost its mind.
1: And, and, you know, and the funny thing is, is it comes out like an hour later. It's like, you know, A.J. McCarron was at the hospital with his wife because they had a new little one. So they had to have somebody taking snaps. Uh, for the practice squad, but you had guys like you know Nick Hygenis or however you say his name, you know guys like that who who are, who who tout, who 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 tout themselves as 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 being these in-depth analysts and these guys that that know so much more than the common man about football, stirring up this big nest of of like oh my gosh look at what's happening oh look how stupid we are and this organization blah blah it's like. You could have just taken a moment, gotten your facts straight, and then just and and then this isn't even a deal. This isn't even an issue. It's not even a problem. It's just no, it's a practice squad player.
2: And who cares if he is there through the off season? Everybody's like, "Well, John Gruden said today and he did. I listened to the press conference. He said, "I maybe we can restart his career."
1: Who, yeah.
2: Why is that such a bad thing? It's <laughs> not like you do you not want people to like Succeed in life? Like who, know, who cares? Yeah. It's not like he's supplanting Derek Carr as the number one starting quarterback. It,
1: yeah,
2: he's on the practice squad.
1: He's on There's the practice squad. Reminisc- crying out loud. Yeah, yeah,
2: it's very reminiscent of a of an ancient clip of uh one Alan Iverson that uh, where he talks about practice. So, <laughs> I mean, it's just. It's unreal to me how sometimes Raider Nation, as rabid of a fan base as we are, they they, they just—you've got to be careful who you listen to. Yeah, and I'm not yeah. naming names, and I'm not pointing oh, fingers. Am. But you gotta, you've got to—you've got to think things through long term. We didn't have a quarterback on the practice squad. You've got to have somebody to throw the ball. Um, and I don't know. It was Derek
1: Carr's job, Tyler. Yeah. Yeah, Derek Carr be on the practice squad taking snaps.
2: Yes, he should be because that's where we want him is on the practice squad. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I don't know. I just was kind of like, seriously, everybody, we had an opening on the practice squad. It's not like we, we did release Emmanuel Lamour, but what has he done all year? I mean, we had an opening. You go out. Gruden is, is, likes Peterman. What he sees, I don't know. I'm not a coach. I just sit here and I'm kind of like, man, calm down. Just, yeah. you know, take a breath. Realize he's on the practice squad. He's not going to be active for any games, more than likely, unless McCarron cannot make it back from Georgia where his wife had a kid. Congratulations to both of them.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Uh, But... Yeah. I just, I couldn't believe it, some it's... of the stupidity, and I hate to use that word, uh, but just just stupidity of people making a big deal out of nothing. There was, we need to win. Winning would cure, the, yep. would cure yep. this, because if we were winning, nobody would care. Yep. But because Gruden traded Mack and Dr- Gruden traded Cooper, well, he's doomed forever. He's a terrible coach we yeah. haven't seen we we haven't seen what he does with those draft picks we haven't seen him with his draft picks it's we need to just kind of calm down realize that you know we're not winning anything anytime soon develop players and hopefully in like 3 years 4 years we're looking back on this time and being like <laughs> yep. remember when Nathan Peterman was on the practice squad and everybody yep. lost their minds and just yep. laughing, and, remember and hopefully when everybody that happened. was
1: Yeah, and hopefully also what happens whenever when when we're sitting looking back, on, "Remember when everybody was losing it when we lost Mac, when we lost, you know, when we traded Mac when we traded Cooper? Well, look at what yes. we have now. You know, hopefully, look at, yeah. And that's that's obviously the hope. But what the problem is too right now, Tyler, is that it is popular. It gets likes, it gets retweets, and it gets follows to bash Gruden. So unfortunately, we have a bunch of of people who have a, this sheep mentality like Nick and like these other so-called analysts that that see this opportunity as as to come up with something that has no it's in no way um, insightful or informative or it's just it's just their opinion, a, a silly opinion on something that all it would have taken is a little more research. To understand oh okay this is why they took peterman but instead they quickly jump to a conclusion and try to get everybody riled up because that's what's popular right now and that is what uh gets you attention and that's what these guys are in this game for is for the attention and so when we're losing right now they got to find something to get some get some get their portion of attention and so unfortunately this is what came up and this is what they pounce on so like to your point Careful who you listen to, and careful who you take seriously, and careful who you you know look to for insight and 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 you know so called you know a- analysis uh, in the football realm because it's just full of these people that at the end of the day they're just fans like you and I are you know and, they're and, just,
2: and it's they're they're trying like you said they're trying to get attention because that's their job they're yeah quote it, unquote to... reporters. Yeah, and, and, that's, and so that's how they make money. But yeah,
1: yeah, and and that's I guess where I have issue with it because it's like, you know, they're, they they they're self claimed analysts, and that's and that's where there's the rub. These you know these guys aren't accredited. You know, walking into NFL Network though, while if you talk to them, you think that they have headquarters at ESPN. Um, but but. But so so much of Raider Nation looks to guys like this for you know insight for in depth this that and the next thing and it's like then stuff like this comes out where you're just shaking your head and you're going gosh here here you sit you know so so called you know feeding sit on the a people. throne of lies <laughs> yes you to do steal a quote you're really- from Elf. You really do, and and it's just it's sad, and it's like come on, you know this is this is clickbait. You're nothing, you're nothing more than clickbait. So get off yourself, get off of it. Uh, I don't mind if you if you want to throw shade at, at Gruden taking Nathan Peterman. If you want to get your panties in a wad over something like that, <laughs> you know what? That's none of my business. But then don't turn around and try to feed to me that you're some sort of like you need to listen to me because. I write for this or that, or you know, or I do a podcast every week, and so you should listen to my analysis because I've got in-depth information that only I have access to, and you layman people, uh, you guys just don't know what you're talking about. So that's that's was is really it's really eye-opening when you get into that. But anyway, I'm going down a rabbit hole. So anyway, but yes, the 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 collective losing of the minds over the Nathan peterman signing to the practice squad which again i've never seen so much uh, talking about the
2: practice squad yeah
1: yeah yeah, again remember everybody keep that in the front of your mind practice squad practice i mean it's like practice yeah it's i I don't even know
2: what else you can Squad.
1: yeah practice like you 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 get beat up on every week you're nothing more than a a body to get Beat up on you're a dummy out there that happens to move. You know, unless you're so- James
2: Cowser and you deserve to be on the active roster.
1: <laughs> How did I know? Well, he had six <laughs> opportunities. I think was it five or six?
2: It was at least six.
1: Uh, so, so, Dadgummit. Well, you know what? Just means he'll be back for 2019. You know it's going to happen. So, <laughs> anyway, Storm Tyler, and Mormon you got-
2: for 2019.
1: Hey, hashtag. We need to throw that down. Hashtag Stormin' ha- <laughs> heard it here <laughs> first,
2: ladies and gentlemen.
1: Uh, Tyler, before we before we get out of here and enjoy this fantastic four days before Christmas, you got anything else for Raider Nation?
2: I always have more stuff. Uh, Gabe Jackson this year has played with a partially torn pectoral, Ooh. also a fractured elbow on the same okay. arm. Uh, so props to that guy, you know, I, wow. he didn't have a great year, but crime in Italy, he blocked with one arm all year. He goes to IR. Uh, I don't remember if I said this or not. It's sounding more and more like Donald Penn. Uh, the once anchor at left tackle is not coming back this year, okay. um, to play. And then why don't we, why don't we end this game or end this show? with a fun little segment, another fun segment, two fun segments for Raider Nation tonight. We're going to play Name Your Bowl Game in honor of the bowl games that are coming up here shortly in college football. Micah, here are the rules. Okay. You are going to take the last place that you shopped. You are going to then add the last thing that you ate, not drank, ate, Okay. And then you are going to add the word bowl to it. <laughs> so we'll break, oh that, break that down again. The last place you shopped plus the last thing you ate plus the word bowl becomes your bowl game.
1: Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, so mine would be the Fred Meyer orange chicken bowl. Is what mine would end up... And you know what? The terrible thing about that, though, is it sounds totally plausible to be a bowl <laughs> game. Because, you know, here in Idaho, we have the Idaho Potato Bowl. Yes. You know, we the, the Boise Broncos... The New Mexico
2: Bowl, like the New Mexico t-shirt bowl or something.
1: Yeah, there's like the GoDaddy Bowl. There's the, the Boise State Broncos are going to the... What is it? The First Responders Bowl. I mean, holy mackerel. Come on. Is, uh, seriously? Uh, so anyway that's mine the fred meyer orange chicken bowl tyler that's awesome what what's yours dude
2: mine is a, is maybe even a little more plausible than that because the last place i shopped was on amazon oh. so mine is the amazon pizza bomb bowl <laughs> amazon pizza bomb bowl
1: yes I love it. That sounds fantastic. The I would go play bowl. in that
2: bowl for sure. I would sure. too,
1: man. Because you, you can guarantee that they've got free pizza there. You yep. You can guarantee it. And in I fact, am there. The Idaho, at the Idaho Potato Bowl, they actually have free fries like the whole day. Oh, really? The, uh, yeah. Like there's like you can get free fries anytime you want at the Potato huh. Bowl. At least allegedly. That's what I heard. Allegedly. I, I, might, I, I might go this year just for the heck of it. Freeze my buns off and – uh uh, uh, get some free fries because I love free food. So, um, but <laughs> dude, that was fantastic. Yeah, I that saw was... that
2: floating around Twitter. That's from ESPN. I hope they don't come down and put the kibosh on us for having fun. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was that was kind of fun. I I thought that we would do that. So, Raider Nation, if you call in this week, remember that number is two zero eight five five seven nine seven seven one. Uh, give us your uh bowl game your bowl game as well as uh your yes. overrated christmas candy and your perhaps underrated christmas candy or a christmas sweet that perhaps the world is unaware of
1: i love it i love it raider nation thanks so much for hanging out with us on behalf of myself i'm sure tyler and courtney birch the man behind the mask we, we wish you all a Merry Christmas. We'll be back at this after Christmas I'm sure hopefully we'll have plenty of good stuff to break down after an Oakland Raiders Christmas Eve win and uh, be able what to a put gift a
2: little... that would be
1: Oh I tell you what, that would be a that'd be the best gift that Santa could bring I think uh amidst a dismal season to be able to to be able to snag you know perhaps one last win probably one last win on Christmas Eve. Would we'll just make Christmas morning so much, everything so much cheerier. I tell you what, yep. Tyler. So, Raider Nation, Merry Christmas! Have Merry a great Christmas. new year, and uh, we will catch you in the next episode.
2: Just win, baby.